0: Hello and welcome to The Best Ever, where picking a favourite is fighting talk. I'm Morgan Jeffrey, executive editor at Radiotimes.com, and I'm joined once again by a panel of guests. Each of them has come armed with an opinion. Their mission is to convince me that their pick and only theirs deserves the title of The Best Ever. This episode, we're peeking out from behind the sofa to debate the best ever Doctor Who monster. Joining me on the panel are the actor Sophie Aldred, known to Doctor Who fans, of course. As Ace, the actor Dan Starkey, aka Strax, the Sontaran, and Louise Griffin, Radiotimes.com's sci fi and fantasy editor, who has not appeared in Doctor Who at the time of recording.
1: Don't count it out. There's still time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, Doctor Who has has featured so many iconic monsters across its 60 years. Uh, Don't give away your pick just yet, but how easy or difficult was it for you to pick a
2: favourite? Well, I didn't realize I had to pick just one for a start. <laughs> so I had a whole list of them. Mm. And it was really hard because mm. they're iconic. Everybody, you say Doctor Who and people go monsters. Mm. You know, that's that's what Doctor Who, one of the great things it's known for. Mm. So yeah, how do you pick? But somehow I
0: managed. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, you're an actor who's played or well, many parts on, on the show and it's various spin offs. Uh, but you played an alien on the show. Uh, what? are the key ingredients do you think to a great Doctor Who monster?
3: Oh, yes. Um, well, this was very difficult, sort of like working out what was the best one, because there are. So I had to break it down into different criteria. Mm. And I think it reflects Doctor Who is such a sort of changeable sort of program as mm. well. And so it's science fiction, but also there's a bit of horror there as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, and there's also a wonderful, honourable tradition in Doctor Who of just wanting to scare children. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think creatures that sort of fulfill all those different criteria, I yeah. think. Uh, those, those, those are definitely very important. But good design is good design, no matter when it was you know, 60 years ago or, or today.
0: Mm. It's a great show, I think, for safe scares, Doctor Who isn't it? Uh, you know, so, so many uh, fans now, when you ask them you know, what's their earliest memory, it's of being scared by Doctor Who. But, it, but but it's that safe scare. It's it's not that kind of horror movie scare. It's kind of, there's something quite almost comforting about being scared by a Doctor Who monster. Fans look back fondly on being terrified by Daleks or, or Cybermen or, or, or whichever monster it may be.
2: I think it marks out a sign of fandom as well, because mm. I was too scared, so I stopped watching. <laughs> and my, right my son, aged two, I think, was shown me being surrounded by, by Daleks mm. and was so scared that he never watched again. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> it, you have to have a certain kind of grit to yeah. be a Doctor yeah. Who fan and love being scared, I think. Yeah, I, I
3: think my first story that I saw was Full Circle
2: when
1: I
3: was, I was about three years old. The, the Marshman. Mars- Yes, who was like the creature oh. from the Black Lagoon. Mm. And I think it did scare me, but I watched again. And I think I watched Metal Mickey for about sort of like six weeks. but <laughs> I didn't really understand. It, so like, you couldn't watch things at the same time. And then when I went back, it was kind of like the end of Warrior's Gate. And again, that's pretty sort of like, you know, Lion Man. Sort of yeah. So I think it must have hooked me, clearly.
0: I mean, your son needn't have been scared of it's ace going up against the Daleks. If anything, the Daleks should be scared of ace. <laughs> right? Well, that's
2: true. Although we I forgot that we showed him the bit where I get surrounded and mm. I shut my eyes and it looks like... Ace is Doomed, and then we couldn't find the next episode, so we never knew what happened. <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> the ultimate cliffhanger.
2: Yeah.
0: Lou, you're going up against two Doctor Who icons yep. here. Are no you pressure. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regardless, are you feeling confident about your pick for the best ever Doctor Who monster?
1: I think I am, you know what? It's, I've picked, without spoiling it, I think a modern uh, icon of Doctor Who, uh, a, a modern classic, I would mm. say. It's one of my favourites for a long time. So I'm ready to to defend it.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's not forget, whoever emerges triumphant here today will be awarded our coveted Best Ever trophy. But first, you must eliminate or exterminate the opposition. (laughs) Uh, So let's kick things off, Sophie, with you. In your opinion, what is the best ever Doctor Who monster?
2: Well, I'm wearing the clue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not only have I kind of come cosplayed sort of (laughs) slightly, (laughs) but this... Little chap here should mm. give you a clue. Made by my mum for, my, for my charm bracelet <laughs> this Christmas. So um, yes, for me, it's the Cybermen. Mm. And there are many reasons which we'll probably get into. But um, I think really, I well, that's the thing that I was really scared of when I was young. My mum stopped me watching Doctor Who because I was so scared of the old ones I'm talking mm. as well. I think the classic Cybermen not particularly the ones from my era, but we'll get onto that too. But the early ones, you know, I think perhaps Tomb of the Cybermen, mm. um, I can't remember the other, Invasion? is Invasion, one it? And yeah.
0: the, 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 the ones that I find particularly scary are the, the, very, the earliest ones, the 10th yeah, planet the 10th Cybermen. 10th Men, they have the cloth faces yeah, and the human that's hands. What, yeah,
2: because the stocking masks, there's something mm. about a stocking mask, isn't there? And also the way their mouths just clicked open mm. And then there's sound just going out like that, and it's sort of slightly humanoid. Mm. Um, and then you learn later that they are actually in transition from humans, and that's horrible. Mm. I mean, the idea that you know that they are they were originally human with feelings and thoughts. And I I, re- I remember reading um, as an audio book, um, Mike Tucker co-wrote a book called Illegal Alien, mm. and a- as I read that, it was scary all over again. Mm.
0: There's something terrifying, I think, about the Cybermen in that there are so many monsters in Doctor Who and all of science fiction that will just blast you with a ray gun and you're dead. And of course, that's scary. So, but the idea that they will convert you, they will take away your humanity. I think that's what's really scary about them, isn't it?
2: That's the thing, because I think that's the thing that we all fear, don't we? Look at our, look at our um, conversation at the moment about AI. Mm. They are these sort of um, transitioning AI aren't they, Mm. with no feelings, no emotions. And I think for me, because I'm quite an emotional person, Mm. I think that is very scary to think of something that cannot feel and doesn't care Mm. about humanity. And I think completely the opposite is true of the Doctor, of course, because he is deeply in love, he, she, they Mm. are deeply in love with humanity. Mm. And that's the very thing that, that puts us apart from everything else. On this planet we think maybe we don't know but you know is that we do care and that we do feel and that we do have emotions and these cybermen just don't <laughs> cold hard cruel
0: and, and, and danley we'll get onto your choices in, in a moment but just as doctor who fans what are you making of sophie's sophie's choice th- <laughs> <laughs> at this point
3: no i think sophie makes a very compelling argument and mm. certainly the cybermen are definitely up there in the pantheon of, uh, of, of Doctor Who monsters. And I think it is precisely that kind of, uh, yeah, that, 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 the mutability of them as well. Because in the mm. 60s, it's that fear of spare part surgery and sort of like, yeah. the more we replace ourselves, the less human we become. And now, of course, you know, in the sort of like in the 2000s with sort of like um, the uh, Age of Steel, that it was all about, you know, mobile phones being replaced, the kind of upgrading mm. that mm. humanity isn't good enough. So, and now, yeah, yeah as you say, there's sort of a whole fear with AI, that fear of technology and so sort of like having that, Having that um, embodied is uh, is that, that's 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 a strong argument. Mm. <laughs> I, I almost buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even
1: even sort of. I have memories from the early days of New Who. There are those episodes where it's like. You actually kind of see the process of mm. a human becoming a cyborg, yeah. I just remember how scary that was. The you soars, hear it, and yeah. the sores yeah. going, and that sort of those noises are kind yeah. of stuck in my head a bit, even yeah. all these years later. It's terrifying. And what about the bit where Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, you know, mm. from the modern
2: series, where she gets carted off, and 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 the whole deal with the brigadier and that sort of repetition yeah. of that going on? I mean. Scary stuff, stuff. even now.
0: And Sophie, you worked alongside the Cybermen in uh, in Silver Nemesis, 1988. Mm -hmm. What memories do you have of filming that particular story?
2: Well, um, I was going to say, also, of course, with Silver Nemesis, that's why the Nazis are so attracted to the Cybermen, Mm. because they are these completely all-powerful, uber-men who um, are are, are very attractive to the... uh, the, the the character played by Anton Diffring. Mm. Um, so yes, my memories though are not so scary. Perhaps <laughs> um, our, um, our our production manager Gary Downey um, had decided because th- what was needed to play the insides of Cybermen is big, very tall because. You see small Cybermen mm. around at conventions and they, don't <laughs> <laughs> they look quite cute really. Yeah. Um, but what you need for a proper imposing Cybermen is your sort of David Banks mm. type, very tall, um, and also quite muscular mm. to fill out the costumes. So Gary thought to himself, hmm, where could we find a whole load of uh, people like that? So he looked in the male model catalogues right. and uh, picked some male models. Yeah. So of course, um, I had the great pleasure of working <laughs> alongside these uh, these male models. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and that yeah. was that was great fun. Yeah,
0: Dan, we'll come to you now. But before we yeah. get into your your, your counter argument, I believe you do actually have a few honourable mentions, which we which we will allow
3: before we get into your pick for the best ever Doctor
0: oh, Who Oh, well, I wasn't allowed.
1: It's <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> so well, coming out now.
3: <laughs> well, I think there's a whole range of different monsters that I thought of when I was looking at all these things, and I was trying to be quite scientific about it in terms of having criteria which makes them the best objectively. Um, and so one of the things um, which I think is, is specific to Doctor Who, unlike lots of other science fiction programmes is that it has the combination of taking the mundane and the everyday and making it extraordinary. Mm. And so in some cases, yes. it's a human being that's possessed. Or, you know, we see lots of episodes where it's just the acting, which is terrifying, like a plastic chair. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. think like the autons, the shop window dummy can kill you mm. or the telephone wire can kill you or yeah. a statue in a park is actually sort of like going going behind you. But it's also, you know, sometimes we see sort of creatures like uh, like big spiders or big beetles or whatever, <laughs> um, that, sort of, you know, that sit on people's backs and mm. them do things. But when i remember when i was a kid and again this is this is a wonderful concept for an alien perhaps better than the actual execution there <laughs> in uh, the peter davison episode frontios mm. there's an alien race called the tractators
0: now this this is a yes. slightly niche choice and i it's love a niche it choice. i love you for it Dan. but
3: they're like woodlice, and i really like wood lice when i was a kid for some reason because i just they're, 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 they're so cool <laughs> survivors <laughs> from the jurassic um but so like so they're lights like sort of wood lice, but so like about the size of a human being with kind of like a face and if you look at them, they've got little fishy hands, and they sort of shimmy around, and they sort of like, and they sort of like, they, sort of like they live below ground and they sort of tunnel around. And just I think I just yeah, I wood woodlice anyway. But then I look at them oh. again. <laughs> so those kind of things. So bring back the them, Tractators, bring back the Davies, if That's if you're what watching. we need more they of. sound
2: cute though, rather yeah. scary. <laughs> they, they, they
3: were quite scary. They're quite sort like, oh, got horrible as well. Um, mm. But um, but so, so I think that's that's one of the specific sort of criteria where my actual choice, mm. which is not the obvious one for me to choose. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Um, what I'm going to go for, um, because it's the design. Actually, I've been re-watching quite a lot of old Who ons sort of the iPlayer now it's available, mm. and looking at it, sort of going, you know, from the stuff, the stuff in the 70s, going, "Ooh, <laughs> I'm very glad I'm not glad I'm not an Exelon." <laughs> um, look at, looking at all these different creatures um, and seeing how the designers perpetuated, so like through old Who and new Who, um, and also the fact that it's got a scientific, it's got a sort of science fiction sort of uh, impetus, as well as a kind of, if it's a monster, it's not a creature. It's not an alien citizen. It's Mm. it's it's, it's something which is quite horrible, quite viscerally horrible, Um, and then also this kind of thing of the uncanny, something which is quite sort of changeable as well. And I think the one which I go for, rather than Santarans, I will pick the Zygons.
2: Oh. Because they're an
3: amazing so like design. They're blobby. They're horrible. They sort of like, <laughs> um, you know. There's the whole the whole ship is is is, is grown. It's got that very sort of tangible mm, sort of like thing about it. It's organic, yeah. And it's 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 very well realised. What colour are they? They're sort of sort of orangey sort of greeny fleshy. red. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. Yeah, mottled yeah. yeah. organic. <laughs> a good <laughs> and, <Who laughs> yeah, yeah. and and yeah, and, and especially even like in in the uh, in Terror of the Zygons the seventies episode, it's wonderfully lit as well. So mm. it's just they they live in darkness. But also the crucial thing is, is they can shape change. Mm
2: which Ooh. means that
3: the person you see walking on the street could actually be, oh, they're not actually who they say they are. Mm. They're actually an alien in disguise. And so it's got that thing of looking askance at the everyday. Mm. So the nurse in the hospital, you turn around and all of a sudden oh, just turns into a big blobby monster. Or
2: the entire cabinet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. There's,
0: there's, there's a great yeah. nuance with that, actually, because in The Terror of the Zygons, which is their mm. first appearance in 1975, um, they are more or less kind of out and out villains. Yeah. Um, but when they bring, brought them back in the modern series, they they did play with it a little bit, and you know there was there were you know as as there is with any race, there, there were yeah. you know alien race. There were good Zygons, there were bad Zygons, and they they yeah. they played with that. And you know what does it really mean? And there were like themes of identity that they explored yeah, it's, as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's incredibly rich, and especially mm. those stories how they were developed because well, they came back with the fiftieth anniversary special, which was yeah, which was which was amazing seeing seeing them again. Yeah. And um, but yeah, that particular sort of uh, couple of stories, the Zygon Inversion mm. um, and the Zygon Invasion. Yeah.
2: Can I ask a question, yes. please, sir? It's great because Dan obviously approaches it from mm. the scholar point of view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the university.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, uh, Dan watches old Doctor Who and claims it's research, which yeah. <laughs> is yeah. Yeah. very much. Well. Uh,
2: of course. Yeah. Uh, yes. My question is: Do they have a particular voice which is scary, or do they use the voice of their? Um, they have a bit of body.
3: They have a bit of both because the original right. is sort of like zygons, Then so there's there's doubling with the actors. So the original Bruton sort of talks like this. And okay. a very see kind of way. There's a sort of yes, like a, yes. a
0: slight tremor to the voice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. also
3: the thing with all the 70s monsters as well. I think which is which is so exciting about them is that sort of like because the mask doesn't move very well. That it's almost just a vocal performance. Mm. Right. So they have to be really on it vocally. Yeah. And the same mm. with the Santarans as well. In fairness, my 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 uh, stock in trade (laughs) because they've all got very good diction also if you can't hear yourself properly then you're going to speak louder anyway (laughs) so it's kind of it's 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 where quite a lot of that that, that vocal attack comes from which i think is you know i think it sustains itself
0: And, and james atchison who was the the designer he went on to um design for films and won multiple oscars um but you're right they're kind of that sort of fleshy squishy design they sort of look a little bit like a like a uh, a human pasty yes. um, but, yeah, yeah. but I love the way that, that that design as you say it extends to their spaceship and it's all very organic and squishy yeah. and and yeah. horrible um do you have a a favorite uh Zygon moment or scene
3: oh gosh I think it's uh
0: <sighs> I mean I love I love personally I love the moment there's the cliffhanger I think to episode one uh, Terror of the Zygons, which is the first time you you see them, but it's only for the, the, the briefest of moments. Yes. You get like a, a, a snatch of it, just a little mm. little glimpse. Um, cool. And it's so quick. And that is actually, I think, one of the most terrifying uh, yeah. Doctor Who cliffhangers because it's, it's Sarah Jane, Elizabeth Sladen. She's on the phone speaking to Tom Baker, the fourth Doctor, and then something comes and grabs her on the shoulder. She spins around and you just see this
3: creature lunge at her. It's absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And I think the uh, the the sting they have as well they can yes, They off. can also, sting. Yeah, they can sting. Oh, okay. And also with the modern series as well, when they actually change, previously it was a much more so like video to tape effect. When they change, they kind of like regurgitate as well. So it's mm. this kind of like uh, this there's uh, this this retching that sort of like and, and this this kind of black bile that comes out as well as soon as they're changing shape. Wow. So it's got this visceral body horror thing going on as well, which mm. is yeah. So that's cool. The Sontarans are also very good, but they can so they can <laughs> stick their tongues out of the air. Out of the mask as well, but again, Santarans yeah.
0: have nuance. There's good ones. Yes. Th- 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 they, th- they have that. Yeah, there's bad ones. When when you first came to play uh, a Santaran, um, did you look back at kind of the classic portrayals, or did you want to do something entirely different and say, "I'm just going to give my take on
3: it"? I I, I definitely watched because uh, I had a VHS of the Time Warrior that I mm. got when I was about eleven, so I watched that again and uh, reminded myself of it. And so, sort of like also, but also, you look at the, you look and see what's actually in the script, that mm. you also sort of bring out and how different they are. But they, you know, I think they're very true to the, to the true to the original concept in there. In the Sontaran strategy when I when I when I came back, mm. and but I did find myself doing the thing with the tongue involuntarily <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the director said, "Look, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> walking around with this gun going." It's the Kevin Lindsay <laughs> tongue. Yeah, it's the it's Ke- Kevin Lindsay tongue. Yeah, it's so like yeah. Cause also, because the mask was so thick in the 1970s, it's all you could you could just see the eyes and a little bit of the mouth. But it's so like so that's actually
2: that's acting.
3: Yeah, that's acting.
0: Yeah. Tongue acting. Lou, <laughs> we've had Cybermen, we've had Zygons, two classic uh, Doctor Who monsters. Terrific choices. <sighs> I'm already torn, but are you about to throw me a curveball?
1: I think, hopefully I am, if I argue it well enough. (laughs) I think, hopefully. It's a favourite of mine, Um, and it's the Weeping Angels. I knew it! (laughs) I knew it! That was near the top of my list Mm. as well. Um, I think it goes back to what Sophie was saying about just how terrifying they can be. I remember watching um, Blink, um, and I think it's just such an incredible introduction for a Doctor Who monster. The Doctor is kind of not really anywhere in the the vicinity. Mm. So we, I think, feel super powerless. The main characters feel so powerless against these creatures. And they're just, I think what makes them so brilliant is they're just so simple. Mm. Like uh, Stephen Moffat just plays on such a sort of like childlike fear in us of the dark and of something in the corner of the room or out the corner of your eye. And he just puts it to the extreme. Mm. And I was thinking about it and I was like, compared to some other monsters, they shouldn't be that scary because they don't out and out Kill you most of the time. Mm. They, I think, they were described as like merciful killers. Mm. They just send you back in time. Mm. But just the way they're presented, and and it's just terrifying.
0: But again, I do think there is something quite chilling about yeah. that. In, much as I was saying, you know, in the same way that the, the Cybermen don't just blast you with a ray gun. No offence mm. to the Sontarans, but yeah. <laughs> the Cybermen don't just blast you. The fact that the Weeping Angels touch you and send you back yeah. in time, and you're you're you you're gone, and you know you never see your family and friends again. That's It's, it's scary in a different way.
1: Yeah, and we see the impact of that so much. They're so well written into the episodes Mm. as well. Like I'm thinking particularly uh, The Angels Take Manhattan when Mm. Rory is just whipped away. And that's the last we that's his exit from the show. With the last we see of him. It's so abrupt, it's so scary, it's so emotional. Um, Yeah, I think even though they're a they're a newer monster, I think they've immediately worked their way into the best of them. Mm. I think they're brilliant.
0: The canon and they're very much an example of something you were talking about, Dan, which is Mm so many great doctor who monsters are you take something everyday mm. and you just go what if that was a doctor who monster right <laughs> yeah. and that can be anything from uh, a, a, a statue or a shop window dummy or a crack or a crack in the wall right and that's i think that's another part of what makes them mm. yeah. scary
1: i remember yeah. at my school there where they put a, an angel statue at one point and everyone was just creeped out <laughs> yeah. because everyone even the non doctor who fans knew why it was scary yeah. and even now if i see like an angel statue in a graveyard or anything like that it's it creeps me out yeah. because of the story. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: I think uh, Stephen Moffat has one in his garden, which yeah. is bold from the yeah, point I
1: would not know, Night. Yes, I would be having. There's
0: definitely a sort of a meta Doctor Who story to be written where that one comes yeah, to life and, 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 and zaps him back in time. You're right, though. It's the first uh, post 2005 monster we've had. it's kind of mentioned here today. Um, do you think the the Weeping Angels have earned their spot alongside mm. uh, Cybermen, Zygons, Tractators?
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely I think so because also they've been evolved quite quickly mm. sort of every time I think Stephen Moffat said this but every time they've appeared they've had something new to do and there's been a new scare to them. I remember seeing the first time um, a weeping angel snapped someone's neck and mm. it's okay this is the thing now <laughs> can and do that that's now. also terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I think it's important for Doctor Who monsters to evolve yeah. as they go on and to always bring something a little bit scarier and a little bit, you know, even the Daleks over the years, they've evolved so much. Mm. They're still kind of what they were at the beginning, but they've got all these new terrifying things to them. Mm. I think that's really important.
0: Mm. I mean, the Weeping Angels, especially in Blink, they're, mm. they're based on a on a gimmick and it's a brilliant gimmick and a scary yeah. gimmick. But you're right in that that could, you know, that could become old and tired, but they keep evolving, don't they? And we keep seeing kind of new, n- new, new sides to them. I yeah. guess, uh, Sophie, what are you thinking of? Louise's choice. Are you, a, are you a fan of the Weeping Angels? Did they, did they terrify you when you watched?
2: I'm, I'm a complete fan of, <laughs> of, of the Weeping Angels. It reminds me actually, I um, went with a friend and her son uh, to the exhibition, you know, where you could walk through. Mm. What a, what, what it Doctor was, Who experience? It, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. brilliant. R.I.P. R.I. He said on the bus on the way, he said, I just hope there's no weeping angels. And we, <laughs> and we just all looked at each other and went, because mm, I thought there must be weeping yeah. angels. And we, went, we got to this corridor. And the, the person who was sort of leading our group, he was the youngest there. Mm. And uh, he said, oh, um, would you, Angus, would you just uh, stay at the back? <laughs> And I said to my husband, uh, just actually stay with him, because yeah. you know, <laughs> I, it, be. I knew it was just going to be some <laughs> kind of real jump scare yeah. with The Weeping Angel. Yeah. And sure enough, so my husband was sort of you know, looking yeah. after him at the back. But it, it, even then, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen then. Uh, you could just tell. And even then, it was blooming scary. Yeah. You know, was a, <laughs> it, it was incredible.
0: And uh, Dan, what about you? I mean, you made a pitch for the, the Zygons, but.
3: Weeping Angels, a strong contender. Oh, they're a very strong contender, yeah. And I think again, it's it's, it's the everyday made terrifying. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also it's 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 a mechanic. It's it's, it's grandmother's footsteps. It's that kind of closing your eyes and sort of uh, and hoping for the best because it's all you can do, um, or keep, keeping them open again. <laughs> yeah, the story's called Blink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blink, not Squint. Sorry. There is a flaw, however, which mm, mm. which
2: Colin Baker um, uh, first brought to my attention, yeah. which is that. What you need to do is you just need to wink. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if you do that, then you never actually got yeah. your eyes
0: shut. I can't wink, so I'd be in real trouble. Oh, You'd be you fine. see,
2: I'd be great. <laughs> Look at that. They don't scare me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think. do think it's worth addressing at this point that no one has picked the Daleks, often yeah. considered well, the most no. the most iconic Doctor Who monster, did either of you, or you, Lou, did you consider Yeah, I Alex?
1: definitely considered it. I think it came down to me for, I think with Doctor mm-hmm. Who there's just such for every fan a personal connection to yeah. these monsters and I just remembered like the visceral fear of the weeping angels which I guess is definitely there with the daleks as well but I think I don't know I think the daleks maybe are just so iconic that they're just sort of sewn into the fabric of the show and sometimes yeah. we yeah, need yeah, to just yeah, celebrate yeah. celebrate the other ones we'll c- celebrate yeah. the they're underdogs. in a
2: class of their own Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I've got I've got Good record with Daleks, anyway. (laughs) So you know they don't scare me so much.
0: No, as long
2: as I got my baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, you've got your
0: your baseball bat handy. You'll be absolutely, absolutely fine. Well, that's it. Daleks dismissed. I'm not sure the internet or Nick Briggs. No, whatever, I, don't think, us. I don't think we <laughs> dismiss yeah. them. <laughs>
2: it's fine. I think what we do with Daleks is we put them in the category of their own. All their own. Yes. And we give yeah. them a special award. Yes. All, there, we all of their own. there we go. There we go.
0: Well, Radio Times audience has also been having their say on uh, on this topic. Uh, on X, Liam Rudden voted for the Autons, who have come up. Great monster. Uh, on Facebook, Kate Keely was backing the Ood, uh, oh. and Sonia McLean picked the Silence although I don't remember them, <laughs> um, also also votes on threads for the Midnight Monster and Fenric. Absolutely terrifying, of course, Sophie. Um, but the time has come for me to make a decision, difficult as it is. Which of you has managed to convert me? Um, Sophie, you argued that the Cybermen were the best-ever Doctor Who monster. Dan, you made a case for the Zygons. Lou, you voted for the Weeping Angels, and you didn't even blink. (laughs) Who is today's winner and the recipient of our Best Ever trophy? I think you're right, Lou. I think it so much comes down to personal connection. I think any one of these would be a worthy winner. So many great Doctor Who monsters across, across 60 years. But I do think of the choices presented here today, they're the longest lasting, so iconic, I think, the the, the 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 kind of the gimmick the, the premise of the monster is so terrifying that complete loss of humanity so I'm gonna say the best ever Doctor Who monster is officially the Cybermen congratulations yes! Sophie <laughs> you are today's oh, winner yes.
2: thank you thank you Cybermen I'd like to thank all those male models <laughs> and all the new gorgeous people as well uh who who Suffer in those suits. Yeah. Well you know what that's like. Dan a salute dude, so to the actor. Oh yeah. All like of them actually, all people who've ever been inside a Doctor Who Monster. Yeah. This is for you. This is for you. Yes. Yes <laughs> Except I don't know how I'm gonna get the cup home in my handbag. But no. It it yeah, a win is always good. But then it's not me, it's the Cybermen, isn't it?
3: Yes, it was an absolute travesty. These human scum will rue their treachery.
1: Sophie made such an amazing argument. I couldn't really get the arguments in against her. The Cybermen are absolutely brilliant. So it was well won.
0: Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Best Ever. Did you agree with our verdict? And which do you think is the best ever Doctor Who monster? Let us know on X at Radio Times. We'll be bringing you new episodes of The Best Ever weekly, so be sure to head to radiotimes.com forward slash the best ever for all the latest news and exclusive content from each new episode. If you're listening to the podcast, you can also subscribe and review The Best Ever on your podcast outlet of choice. That's all for now, but join us again soon for more of The Best Ever.